when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, April 20th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 390. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I am joined today by Gita Jackson. Hello. Hi, I'm Gita. Gita. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Ricardo Contreras, as always. Don't believe you the doing, false Kato? start. Don't believe his lies. No. <laughs> that's a lie. Don't worry about that. That doesn't exist. Uh, how's it going? How y'all doing? I literally just made my VAX appointment, as you heard me go I, yeah, through the I last couple of seconds of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm feeling, feeling okay. all right. Going to get yeah. the jab in two days. So excited. I Okay. I made my appointment for last week for a place that was a 15-minute walk away from my house, mm-hmm. except... It was Johnson and Johnson, and it was on the day that they stopped giving out Johnson and Johnson. Ugh. Was the day of my appointment. <laughs> God damn! I woke up to a panicked phone call from my mom <laughs> at eight a.m. <laughs> uh, so afraid I was going to get a blood clot and die. Never oh asked that question when I took hormonal birth control and smoked like a chimney. <laughs> God. Well. Well, I'm glad you're getting the shot in a couple days. <clears throat> yeah, the, this, is the, this is the first one for you? Yeah, this is the first one gotcha. for me. My partner ended up having to go to the Bronx, which is for That's people far. that yeah. aren't familiar with the geography of New York. He, We looked up how it was the appointment was for him. and A relative made it for him. The point was at 7 a.m. in the Bronx, and he would have had to get on the subway at 5 a.m. to make it. Mm. So, I, l- Listen, I, yeah, no, that's... That's wild. One, <laughs> yeah. I'm also like increasingly. I feel like a baby for whining about like art. My like, oh, I had to refresh this web page eighty thousand times to get my appointment. When no. like there are a lot, I have friends in various parts of the world who are like, yeah, dog. Well, I don't fucking, I don't know when <laughs> it's coming. You know, yeah, or, like yeah, I have a friend. I, I know someone. I know someone in Canada who like got their first shot and their second shot is like six or like three months away but that's longer than there's that's uh-huh. supposed to be like that's beyond yeah. the 50 day yeah that's like length like, that the first just, shot just lasts starting for. over yes that's <laughs> yeah. starting what over so yeah. i yeah. my shout no, out to everyone around the world truly it is like emmanuel mayberry from motherboard to me it was like it's the most new york shit in the world to be like i'm not getting the shot till it comes to brooklyn yeah uh-huh, <laughs> this 100%. life-saving vaccine yep yep <laughs> this is this, uh, yeah, this whole thing has been the least early bird gets the worm shit in the world where it's like America just US just fucked up. Uh, yeah. It's it's like everything, everything yeah, about, about how to handle this. And then also <laughs> because of, you know, you know, patents and shit are, are basically getting this shit first. So, yeah, it's uh, the stupidest situation we could be in by far. True. Yeah. True. Good job, America. <laughs> Y'all get up to anything over the weekend that was nice. I bought a skateboard. 
Hell yeah. Want to see it? Hang on. Yeah, no one who's listening to this it. can see it, but you can. Let me see it. I haven't seen it. We can describe it for, it. for the deck. listeners. <laughs> All right, what do we got? This is a sci-fi fantasy oh, deck I got. That's sick. Whoa. Right? That is sick. Yeah, it is like a it is like a what's what are those called? It's like a plateau or like it's not yeah, a plateau. It's a giant like, a, like mesa. Plateau. A mesa, yeah. Yeah, with you. a bunch of cowboys from a western movie. I'm not sure which one, but that it's so sick. sick. I, it's, <laughs> are you gonna excited. see you're gonna teach yourself how to ride? Yeah. No, I've been sitting here. I have carpet in my office and mm-hmm. uh, I've been sitting here just sort of practicing the the, <laughs> the movements that you do to do an Ollie. Uh-huh. Um just I've to get just used had to this like conversation with my someone. balance. Have yeah. you have so have either of you have either of you skated before? No, I was explaining to the guy at the skate shop like this is something I've wanted to do for my entire life. Mm-hmm. But when I was at the age where people learn how to skateboard normally, like a teenager, mean boys in the neighborhood just talked me out of it. Uh-huh. And I'm 31 now, and I do not care what mean <laughs> boys in the neighborhood had to say to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was boys. I was hanging out with with uh, former former vice employee Zoe Zoe Edelman who used to work uh, with us and helped us with some live events a, a couple times, um, and uh, we were talking about how the ability to ollie feels like magic. Like if you've ever skated <laughs> yeah. even a little bit, the 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 it seems to me as if the time from can can skate to can ollie is is like the cliff it's like okay can you do this thing and i to this day i can tell you i understand (laughs) theoretically what the foot motions are Mm -hmm. to make an ollie happen i don't believe physics works that way (laughs) and yet while like zoe and i were at a park and while we were having this conversation literally a little kid was skating all around like a little like a baby you know what i mean with skating and I, we, I, this motherfucker's gonna ollie and it's gonna make <laughs> yep. me sound like an idiot. Yep. Um, I don't know. So listen, good luck in your quest. If Thank you can you. ollie, you can do anything, in my opinion. So I'll ask my friend, master this power. That's one friend. The friend who the the rich friend I keep alluding to, my friend Max Neely Cohen, who gave me the gaming PC I have that's very expensive because he was over screens because he had to. No, the re- actual reason is that he had to write a second novel and he told me he was playing too much Crusader Kings. <laughs> he no. needed to get rid of his computer. <laughs> That's a good reason to stop. That That's a good, good reason, reason to give away shit, I guess. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, um, exactly. But in the like wild, wild annals of this man's life, when I met him, he wrote me this email that was just like, here's everything I've done in my life. I love you, Max. If you're listening to this, which you definitely aren't. I love you. I think you're the amazing person. Also friends with Amy Rose uh, from the Culture Desk Advice. Who's, yeah. he, he's the he's guy great. who put them in that game, Street Rider. Gotcha. Yeah, but the Street Fighter play on where it's with uh, our friend Tasha did the pixel art for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasha's yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Max like used to be professional skateboarder. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> and also was a, to- a DJ that was signed to Def Jam. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, That's, I know. A, that's a life. That's a life. Oh, right. That is a life. And he wrote a novel. Went to Sarah Lawrence and wrote a novel. You know, like that's, that's just how things happen. Is that how? Is that how it's supposed to happen? Uh-huh. Shit, I'm fucking it up. <laughs> white people live charmed, charmed lives. I gotta yeah. say, just need to find yourself a rich white guy that's willing to give you shit and just be a really, really good friend. I've been trying. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not, it's not coming together for me. I don't know. I don't know maybe my strategies aren't right. I'm get you yeah, a benefactor. Yeah, get you a patron. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Patreon. Uh, only old dukes or barons. I mean, this is the problem. Is. The problem is this is the thing is that like you're you're uh-huh. you're doing what you got to do. You're out here learning how to skateboard and mm-hmm. meeting people who have 
you know, charmed lives who, who can give you gaming PCs and yeah. I'm, I don't know, I recorded four podcasts this weekend and barely got to play any video games and that's not, Aww. that's not the way, that's not the way towards, towards getting a benefactor. It just no. simply is not. Yeah. Um, See, you're presenting yourself, you're presenting yourself as the benefactor here. That's the problem, which yeah. is wrong. I don't have it like that. Yeah. Let's be fucking clear. The only thing I have like that is debt. So... Racks on racks on racks. Ra- of debt. Racks, yeah. on, racks on racks on racks on racks on <laughs> racks. Um, yeah. I, listen, I, I, for what it's worth, I am happy with my ability to record four podcasts in a in a in a weekend and call that a, a call that a couple days of work. I've yeah. had it. I've worked harder jobs than that in my life. So you know what? You know, that's I know still I a, it. that's that's the hustle, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of hustles, I did play a game about working this weekend, oh. and it's one I can't remember if we if we talked about this on a past episode or not. But I did I did recently say that I'd been meaning to play it. Um, and, uh, that, that I hadn't gotten around to it yet. And I finally did. It is Wilmot's Warehouse. Have either of you played Wilmot's Warehouse? Okay. I have not. No. So Wilmot's Warehouse is, oh, is both, it gives me the brain scratch that like Tetris does, mm. but also it's a, it's a walking anxiety <laughs> like simulator it's like a walking panic attack simulator. Oh, I'm going to send you some icons and I want you to describe what they are as I send them to you. Does that make sense? Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So what is, this is going to be tough because I'm, I'm just like screen grabbing them from a, a larger collection. All right. What have I showed? What have I sent you here? That's banana. Okay. I was if you had say to boomerang. Put, okay. This is perfect already. <laughs> Tell me what, how else would you, okay. So you, Kato says it's a boomerang. Gita says it's a banana. Um, uh, I'm gonna send you another, another, another picture. You're gonna tell me what it, what it is. What is this? That's an, That's apple. an apple. Okay, so if you had a big empty warehouse space mm-hmm. and your job was to organize it, mm-hmm. and you got, let's say, three of that first one and three of that second one, um, would you put them together? Or would you put them in different piles because of what they are? I mean, different, different for me because I think that I thought the first thing was a, a boomerang. Totally right, and then you yeah, put them if together. You thought they were both fruit. You could would, categorize. You could them. categorize yeah, you them could together. Totally put them yeah. together. Totally. What is this? Oh, uh, that's Judaica. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. This is this Those is are, uh, religious um, objects for Jewish people. <laughs> right, and so would you put that with either of these two, or would you put this with a, in a third spot? I would put that in a third spot. Perfect. Good. <laughs> Now I'm going to send you two more. I'm going to send you four more. I'm going to do what this game does, ready? Which is, you got your basic, you got some stuff going on here, and then a truck pulls up and drops off a bunch of new shit. The oh, fuck okay. is this? Uh, so, so what, we what got do we got here? We got one quarter of a boiled egg. Uh, a magnet, <laughs> oh, is that how you're reading that? Okay, yeah, I that's can what that see, looks yeah. like. I see, yeah, like, 100%. <laughs> uh, a club playing cards, only clubs. Uh, uh-huh. Is that a, a bolt? Or no, that's a nut. I can see that being a yeah. I can see that being a nut, and then we have a horseshoe and a magnet. Right. Mm-hmm. And this game is basically truck unloading simulator. Uh, <laughs> this came out a couple of years ago. You play this little guy named Wilmot, I guess, or maybe you work at Wilmot's warehouse. I don't know if you're working at Wilmot's warehouse or if you're if you are Wilmot. The Wilmot. Um, but the, a truck pulls up. It's a top down. You're looking at like just the the a black space. Um, and a truck pulls up and drops off a bunch of shit. And then 
the very top of the the big warehouse. This is a screen that like you can move around, as you can't see the whole warehouse at once. Um, you'll have people pop up who work in the other ha- side of the warehouse and are like, "I really need that ha- half of that boiled egg. I need three of those. I need and I need two clovers or two clubs or whatever." One and a half boiled eggs. Right, totally. And a I need yeah. I need two triangles and three candles. Except they don't say that. They just show you the icon. Right. Um, there are 200 icons in this game <laughs> that slowly unlock over the course of play. Where I'm at now, which is only past like the first full like year of play, the first full cycle of play, I've only like 48 of the 200 icons. And I'm already like, I don't what the fuck? Where do I put where do I put things? What goes where? So a lot of these icons, I just linked this trailer for you. You can see like are not as clear as here is a horseshoe. Right. You get into lots of is this a banana or is this a <laughs> uh, a boomerang situation? Um, you get lots of things that are just like these are stripes. This is an octagon. <laughs> uh, um, I love colors. You get lots of yeah, <laughs> just colors. Um, things that are like okay. Well, this I'd like has, to this... go to a warehouse and be like, I just want colors. <laughs> I just can I get uh, can I get three dots and then a purple? I want a purple also. <laughs> this um, where wholesale warehouse. A hundred percent. And you have a ton of you do have like a ton of space. The way it works is like you're a little square guy, and all the icons are little squares, and you can go over them and hit like A to pick one up. You can hit I want to say X to grab all alike things so that are that are tied to each other. So if you have like six microscopes you can grab all six microscopes at once there's a limit to how many things you can carry at once based on your like an upgrade tree basically or you can like slowly upgrade to carry more and more things but um you also just they they are just like big weird shapes as you as you grab like six things there is a tetris like quality to Mm. where like oh i didn't grab a uh, just like a rectangle of these things i grabbed a weird u shape or a j (laughs) or something and now i have to fucking drag this stuff all over the place and that's a and like try to get it through the hallways that i've limited myself in because i've had to drag all this shit all over the place and the thing that the the best thing in the there's two things one is the way it works is basically a truck pulls up you get two minutes to unload the truck Mm -hmm. and and what i tend to do is i kind of do the you know in Dwarf Fortress where when like there you just say like here's a pile area. It's like just drop all my shit there. Just put all the shit in the pile. <laughs> I do that and then from there I start to go like okay. Do I put so for instance in my current game playthrough I have grenades, bombs, explosions. Like anytime it looks like an explosion, I put all those together. And I recently did a re-inventory where I was like, "You know what? I'm going to put anything that belongs in like a surplus store." over there too so like i have um anything that reminds me of the military in that corner of my warehouse like armor or um like a uh, what do you call what's the symbol why am i blanking on this like a chevron that looks like a lieutenant chevron or something like that's all on the top left but that fucks with me because the chevron is also an arrow in a sense and i have all my arrows on the right wall (laughs) and there's a million arrows arrows going up and down to right and left and then one of the upgrades is to get rid of the, the way the warehouse works is it's just like it's a big empty space, but then there's four columns, like four big, like almost like support beams. Mm. And and one of the upgrades you can get is getting rid of those support beams to give you more ground space. Right. 
And when I did that, that's awesome because it's like it gives you so much more space. But I was using those to organize, right? Like on the on my top left one, I had all of my like one dot, two dot, three dot, four dot, whatever the colors, those are there. And and getting rid of that actually went like, oh my god, all this stuff is just floating in nothing. I don't, I can't. <laughs> I want to push them against the wall so I can like better situate it. Right. But you can't just put everything against the wall because there's not enough wall space for everything. So it's it's. You can see what I mean when I say it's kind of a nightmare. Um, so the truck shows up. Sorry, let me talk through the game again. Truck shows up. You get two minutes to organize your shit. Then the gate opens and your coworkers go like, hey, I really need six rainbows and two umbrellas. And you got to be like, did I put those both in the same place? Are those in my weather category? Or because I, I can imagine playing this game and be like, Someone else could be like, I would organize this by color. I'd put all my reds together. I'd put all right. my blues together. And that might be that might be a better way of doing it than what I do. I don't know. Maybe there's a limit to my organized by what this reminds yeah. me of. This seems like a game that I would play and would stress me out very, yep. very much, but I would be extremely good at it. You know, this is <laughs> totally. like, would allow me to do the level of organization. So uh, did you see yeah. that viral oh, so video I, that was going to like- I actually oh, skipped the okay, best please. part for this for you specifically. Oh, great. Great. You finish three of these levels and then it goes, oh, this is a stock phase. There's no timer anymore. Fucking go wild. Reorganize everything how you want it. <laughs> oh my God, yes. It rules. That <laughs> oh part, God. that part where you're like, oh, I got through the day and now I can like. It's like fix the it. end when you get your last order in uh, Cooks are, uh, mm-hmm. Cooks mm-hmm. are Delicious. You know, when like, you finally get that bell, do whatever the fuck I want, and I you're can just closed, yeah. and you're yes. just like, you are gonna wait up for a while for your pasta. <laughs> like, yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say it reminds you of a video. Oh no, it reminds. Did you see this viral video that was going around over this weekend about uh, is your pantry game restock like this? I did not see this. It was it was absolute outrage bait. It was like someone trying to go viral for sure. They were just like they had bought a bunch of cereal and a bunch of Tupperware containers and were like pouring the cereal out of the cardboard boxes into the yeah. Tupperware. Okay. Uh, part of me was like the all of the food in this video is junk food and that is really like I'm sorry if this is what your pantry restock game looks like I like <laughs> to eat fruits and vegetables um, like they had just like granola bars and like individual bags of chips and it's like why don't you get a big bag of chips or just make some fucking put some kale in the fucking oven you got chips <laughs> now idiot like come on oh wow these are I found this video and it's not just yeah yeah these are when you say Individual bags of chips. You literally mean like, like snack packs. Snack packs, packs. packs like, of chips. Like you are yeah. stocking the snack section in an office. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I want. Don't eat oh, like even, an adult. Even have like the little Pringles cans. What are you doing? Like the little Pringles cans are what really set me off because I was like, that's just not efficient. They no. are resealable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get, right. They're already yes. All of these things come <laughs> in their own containers already, and it's like. Fuck? And they're not actually stocking the cabinet so that it is like fully stocked. There's a lot of space in between items. Right, because they're, like they're putting they're putting even items that are in containers in other containers. Yes, which is wasting space. Absolutely. I get the cereal thing. The cereal thing, I fully get. I think that that makes it stays sense. Fresher longer, also. It stays fresher longer, a hundred percent. But the second that you're putting cans of stuff. In another big plastic container, it doesn't make you've any lost sense. the fucking plot. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. But I did see those and meet see this video and like I did this critique and I was like, yeah. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to quote retreat. It's just trying to make me mad. But I mm-hmm. did think immediately, I need to buy more containers <laughs> for everything I own. <laughs> everything I own to be in a box, which is then divided well, into nice. smaller boxes. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It yes. feels good to yes. put stuff in boxes and to and to like move stuff around and be like, okay, this is here, this is here, 
everything here makes sense. The rest of the world doesn't make sense, but no. this makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like I, I went before I learned like how to clean my physical objects. That was like just go through your your entire computer like library system and reorganize everything, and then it makes perfect <sighs> sense to you and only you. <laughs> this I need to yeah. do. My right. computer like files are just a nightmare right oh, yeah. now. Outside of like the podcast stuff, which I have like a little bit more orderly. Yeah. But like my downloads, my files, my PDFs, like I need to I need to do a deep You need a to deep do Wilmot's warehouse on that. I need to do some <laughs> Wilmot's warehouse for real. If I could just set up if I could connect Wilmot's warehouse to my file like hierarchy mm-hmm. and just move my actual files around using Wilmot's warehouse, that would be ideal. Because it's the same issue you don't know from the file names what I, categories yeah, these what, things what belong I put to. These into? If I could just get little icons that show me what they are, that would be. I guess that's what Windows Explorer does do. But <laughs> but if I need I need to know what's inside of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Where so. are the like uh, representational UIs uh, that we all imagine? in the 90s you know i feel like that would would actually be better <laughs> please let me let me fly around in the in the cyberspace of like hackers right. yes please. <laughs> i'm begging you this pdf um, is a little person it's a little person who like does a dance or yeah. something if i can make all of my it's just like my re- icon images re- re- reciting what the text is on the pdf <laughs> yeah I mean, if i like press it and then it pops up and it's just whoever is reading the book that that, that yeah. is Pain. yeah absolutely <laughs> Tain. It's Tane. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Finally, we've gotten we've gotten where we need to get to. <laughs> um, either of y'all play anything this weekend? I I have been playing some video games. I know, Hell yeah. shocking. No, I yeah. play video games all the time. I've been playing a couple games. I've been playing. Uh, I got a code for the new Stellaris DLC. Oh, awesome! And the I ne- Nemesis. Right? Nemesis. Yeah. So the big thing I was interested in this was espionage but really what has been drawing me into playing the game because when you add dlcs to really really long like 4x strategy games like this yeah. it's hard to like tell when the dlc kicks in you know it's <laughs> much more difficult than other games um so you kind of have to just play forever and then like think about what you just did and how it was different from before yeah. <laughs> but i haven't played Solaris in a long time so a lot of things are different from before this game is really different like, have you? Did you play since the population stuff changed? Since it got like I, pop units versus yeah. having just kind of abstract, like an abstract representation of population. Yeah. Yes, I change. I do remember that stuff. Okay. Although it seems to have changed even more the way that you organize resources on cities, um, okay. where uh, sort of like the visualization of how adding buildings to your to your planets. And like ha- what jobs are needed is just much much clearer. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. that number one has just made the beginning of this game. Like I'm still in the early game, which is something that was really surprising me. I remember mm. playing Stellaris and being able to get through the early right, game to so the fast. mid game where yeah. you're like six six or seven other empires are around you. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. But I played. You know, usually uh, in previous games of Stellaris, I would play get to the the mid game in like two to three hours. I played mm-hmm. two to three hours of this game. And what I found was that I was having to stop and pause and look at things and read things so in so much more detail than before because there's just yeah. more information about what the game is actually doing, which has made the game so much more interesting to play. Yeah, I've not played this new demo or this new, Jesus, this new <laughs> expansion yet. I've heard that the mid-game gets weird now because mm-hmm. of a patch change, not a mm-hmm. expansion change. I think that the way Paradox 
grand strategy games or for people who don't know this is whenever there's a big expansion there's also a big free patch that drops around drops along with it yeah, that shakes stuff up was right named after philip k dick the dick this patch. one was yeah the dick update the dick. uh-huh hmm. uh finally we got the dick update here um, dick 2.0 please three three <laughs> they're only on that 3.0 dick um and my understanding is they made a population thing change in this that's about how your global population is calculated or something mm-hmm. or capped that apparently really dramatically changes the mid game in a way or like the my I would say like the late mid game not early mid game not like I found a bunch of people mid game late mid game where it's like and now this is it this is what the map is like that part of, of yeah. late mid game. Um, and that seems to be either buggy or people have been negative on it. Um, I know this because I almost played this game and I was like, I'm going to wait for, I'm going to wait for the next, like the, the, the hot, hot fixes fix. to start yeah. hitting, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but, but so much of the stuff that this stuff, that this new, uh, expansion promises is like stuff I've wanted in Stellaris for so long. And they've been like slowly getting there in terms of, like you said, the espionage system yeah. that's supposed to be in this, which it was I'm interesting guess- that to go from Crusader Kings 3, which I've been, also been playing a lot of recently. Sure. Cause, um, I played the, the flavor pack for the, the Northmen flavor pack. If you want mm-hmm. any, want to hear about that, I've got opinions about that also. Um, <clears throat> so I've been playing that, which is like, it's a very polished game. And the new mm-hmm. mechanics that they've been adding just add depth and substance to it. And it's really remarkable, especially in terms of like autonomy of characters that you don't control, how much yeah. the game really feels like it's just doing stuff while you are making mm. your own plans and how it, the game will like anticipate your plans and undercut them. You know, I had a situation where I had raised a very, very good son to be my heir and I was about to die i was so close to death i was like 68 and <laughs> just waiting for it and then my second son murders the my heir and murders me what? <laughs> i was just like bitch he was about what to the die fuck? yeah <laughs> come on give <laughs> me this last year what the fuck god <laughs> brutal like, everything you're gonna get what you want yeah. just chill for a second seriously and then just that was a whole situation where i had to abandon that save because he wasn't in my dynasty blah 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 yeah, uh, um, that's annoying. It was really but annoying. compared coming from that back to Stellaris, you just where feel like, like the vibe is different. You but feel like nothing's happening a lot of yeah. the time in Stellaris because space is big and you're just not. In, it's not like Crusader King where you generally just know your neighbors. 100%. In Stellaris, you are like discovering your neighbors all the time, and that means if you don't know anybody that's near you, you don't have you don't have the ability to do that social stuff that I like. You're basically just doing resource extraction, right? Yeah, you're just like yeah. I'm going to send my ships around and then get this energy and then get this. Yeah, like you just build a bunch other- of science ships and send them to go right. auto survey, and it's just like right. kind of tedious. It does add things to colonization now, uh, which means. Like, the, the population stuff really affects colonization, and it really is a drain on your resources. So at least you get, like, a little bit of push-pull when mm-hmm. you are building new things and then having to sustain them with resources. It, it actually incentivizes you to explore more. I always felt like in Solaris, before the change to the population stuff, the incentive to explore once you got over a certain amount of planets is oh, just, like, not there. Yeah, at that point. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, um, the This is, like, this is one of those things where it's, like, if you play enough of this game, you can probably go through the game start settings and be like, okay, I'm going to make it so I fucking hit people sooner. Yeah. So I can get into the social social play. But it's always like I find with 4X games and Grand Strategy games, 
that it actually takes a lot of time before I'm confident going in and tinkering with yeah. early game settings or like with the base game settings. And like, how many planets are there? How close are you to your neighbors? Because I don't want to fuck it up. And I always you don't learn that you fucked something up in some ways until eight hours into a session yep. where you're yeah. like, ah, you know what? This whole game is actually like a little too rushed for me. I want it to be a little slower. I wish I wish Attain would pop off the yeah. screen and talk to me and dance and tell me, ask me what I what <laughs> sort of game I wanted, how what my pacing was, yeah. and then fiddle Literally, with the settings for if me. If there was just a box for games like this, that was like, show me the new shit I just installed. That would be great. That would be great. You just load me into through. like a get me to yeah mid game save that's like yeah. ready to go. That'd yeah. be sick. That would be sick. I am you, enjoying you? some of the new changes in that. You can uh, the social stuff <clears throat> not just an espionage has changed you can now like create embassies and create soft oh, alliances in a way that's cool yeah that stuff i've been playing with and that stuff is very cool it reminds me a lot of what they've done with intrigue in crusader kings 3 where okay. intrigue is not intrigue and diplomacy are like these mirror image tracks at this point in crusader mm. kings 3 mm. where intrigue is how you get things how you want by asking uh secretly and taking favors and manipulating people and diplomacy is like kind of the same thing except you're doing it in a nice way right. uh, diplomacy right. and intrigue <laughs> are both such powerful skills in crusader kings 3 and there's like essentially you there's a non-violent non-war track in right. terms of getting things that you want. And I can see that espionage and like the the other social diplomacy stuff they've added there, it's mirroring a little bit what they've done mechanics-wise in Crusader Kings 3. Uh-huh. Which makes me excited because I like that stuff in Crusader Kings yeah. 3. It feels yeah. it almost never feels as useful to be diplomatic in other games that are similar to Crusader Kings. And in Crusader Kings 3, I've just I've edited wars and created empires just by being nice to people. And I love right, that. Just by- Talking, talking it out, basically. Yeah, I'm curious if you have you got a chance to um, check out one of one of my bigger surprises this year, Star Dynasties. Yet, I did on... check out Star Dynasties. Actually, well, what did you think of that? Um, well, I mean, you can tell it's a game that's like not quite finished. There's like not a lot yeah, of shit it's, there. It's, it's early. It is extremely early yeah. access for sure. Yeah, I did. You know, there there was a funny thing I realized uh, when I sort of stopped playing. And I was like, I'm gonna wait to see what what more stuff they add to this. Where uh, if your if your leader is disliked at all, just all of the alliances you've built will be immediately broken. Everyone oh, everyone does the math and they're like, "Fuck this guy." Actually, none of us like this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he's done. Yeah, we don't get rid of that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I really really liked that game in terms of your goal in that game essentially is to not go to war and is to right. marry and like party your way into having a lot of huge alliances. I really liked that and it feels I love that, a little bit that, like, like you know you can feel it here in this the nemesis update the thing that's that's cool about that to, to me is the thing of just like there is no non there is no action that doesn't have a repercussion mm-hmm. in star dynasties whereas i can feel in in solaris uh, i like solaris a lot but there are times when it does not necessarily feel like i'm earning a long-term reputation yeah because people who aren't my immediate neighbors don't necessarily aren't as clued in in that way or and they're just not that many do you know what i mean yeah um um i also I, never or really we're feel- so aligned ideologically that they don't mind yeah when i'm stomping on someone else nearby we're in yeah. star dynasties because it's because it's more like ck where there's like individual actors yeah who can who can like like that was my cousin or that's my you know my right. sister-in-law mm-hmm. they're gonna have beef with you on it for, for years. years you know yeah. 
There um, is. It is early. It is definitely early. And I I just do want to say that they, they I think they just dropped a um Ooh. a roadmap and then a new update. Ooh. The roadmap late last month and then they just dropped a new update this week. And my guess is it's still, you know, they got a ways a year to go. Away, but, but it's like very polished for this early yeah. in its development. Totally. Uh, and really, really fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it just, I think the lack of character in Solaris, or the lack of the feeling like the people you are interacting with yes. are characters. That's right. the thing. You know, like, there's a lot of these things that add, you know, your leaders uh, live longer and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I never feel attached to my leaders. You know, I never feel yeah. as if there is an actual real functioning society in these worlds that I built. I love like I love running through the like species creator and like picking all the ideals. Yeah. But then when I play them, I don't feel as if I've made a society, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's I, always I, the thing the, I bounce off of. I've had some good times with it, but it's almost always it's oh, I mean, you know me. I'm like bringing half of it to the to the fucking game, right? <laughs> um, yes. and, or the other thing that's happening is I'm streaming. When I've played Solaris in the last couple of years it's almost always on stream mm-hmm. and that means that with an audience you can start to give things that added like juice that isn't yeah. necessarily there by itself so right. like one of the last times that we played i remember we had a big um there was like a, a pair of of uh major npcs who had the same last name and we we're like oh they like our brother and sister and they were born at the same time and like when the first of them died 80 or 90 years later, it was like, oh, my God, they've seen so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. they were – one of them was, like, the first president of the group, and one of them was the first, like, ex- scientist. And and they swapped places a number of times. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can start filling in that gap. It's nowhere near CK, right? It's nowhere near these people have personality tra- – I mean, they do have some personality traits, but not – they're not – there's no canvas to show them on. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just – a bonus to mining or a bonus to warfare, like to shooting fast or whatever. Yeah. As, you know, my dream had always been that that Paradox would make CK in space. That's just right. not what they made like they made like Civ in space with a little more personality. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, and that's I want a choice. to be able to like trace the lineage of yes, the totally. leaders for my empire, you know? A hundred percent. I want yeah. elections to feel like they matter. I want the ethics shift of populations to feel like mm-hmm. they matter more. And that's the thing that's not really getting there for me. I'm curious, uh, if you keep playing this session, I'm curious if you get far enough in. Did you, have you played since the big Galactic Senate update hit? Yes. And you, I so do see like the Galactic Senate stuff. I, that, that stuff, is, stuff, that stuff gives a little bit of that feeling yeah. that the, of the like, oh, stuff is shifting. There are alliances and backstabbing and, and whatever. But it's so – it's kind of – it's not late game, but it's so deep into the mid game yeah. that you just don't get any of that up front. And yeah. that can be frustrating. Right. Up front, it's just like it's kind of a – it's not like there's nothing to do, but it's lonely. And like I made yeah. these weird hive mind slug creatures and I want them to – they're really nice, but they just yeah. live in a hive mind and I just want everybody to meet them. <laughs> yeah, and maybe join the hive mind. Maybe things would be better if they were part of the hive mind. I, know, I think so. I think, you know, we're not going to make anybody, but if we can convince no. you. Well, yeah, but maybe we talk you into it. Yeah. Have you tried being part of the hive mind? It's pretty you great. Try it. <laughs> Just link up for a second. We'll yeah. see how you feel. Link I feel link great. Yeah, hive mind build. is great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm just vibing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, I feel like we should take a break and come back, and and we'll uh, we'll dig into some more stuff. So, BRP.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are back. Uh, Kata, what have you been up to? Hey. Uh, playing a bunch of demos for things. Um, okay. Because they looked interesting. I I got an email about one of them. Midnight Protocol. Um, Midnight Protocol. It's being, <laughs> it's being published by the same people who published Star Dynasties, which is why I got this email. So Star Dynasties. <laughs> Sorry, this is just yeah. how Good. I have to read these now. Great. Yeah. Talk um, about Midnight Protocol. Midnight Protocol. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Midnight Protocol. The thing is, actually, is, uh, the thing is, Midnight Protocol to me is actually sounds like a. Uh, Kato, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how how old are you, Kato? <laughs> Thirty two. All right. Yeah. Okay. You remember being little and being yeah. in the supermarket and going to the checkout counter, and then behind the checkout counter there was a little like video section sometimes, like not behind it, but like, sure. pat, like up it. against the front wall of the gro- the supermarket. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like a, like a little Depends video on the store. supermarket. Of course. Yes. I'm That's like a very, I'm, I'm extremely talking about the Pathmark in Pleasantville, New Jersey, which is <laughs> in, not where I'm guessing you went and did no, your supermarket in, in, shopping. In Florida, it was the Albertsons had the video section. But do you remember you went up and there was like a like movies you had never heard of before? Right. Yes, because it was like it was like straight to VHS stuff. One hundred percent. But then like straight to VHS and then straight to your supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Checkout section. Yeah. And That's you would what you find some tears. Uh huh. Right. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Um. <laughs> and it was you know like B movie actors from from the eighties who like I'm not dissing your your I don't know uh uh. What's his, what's, why am I blanking on, like, the biggest 80s dude? The dude who was, um, oh, I'm blanking on my, when you absolutely could not get Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you would get this dude instead. Not Van Damme, right? Not Van Damme. You can't be talking about Van Damme. I'm not talking about Van Damme. Oh, this is, this is. He was his own hot commodity. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Straight to VHS actors is what I'm typing into Google (laughs) here. Uh... Let's see. Well, that's not. This is not looking at a movie called called. Uh, Just look at the uh, cast list for the Expendables, dude. Oh, you're right. That is actually <laughs> that is literally the play. Thank you. This is this is why we need you in, in my life. Because you're right. This motherfucker is going to be on here for Dolph Lundgren. Is who yes. I met. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I knew it immediately. Wow. Thank you for solving this. You would see some Dolph Lundgren shit, sure. and all of that shit looked and sounded like. The words "midnight protocol," yeah. yeah, and like some synth hit. Would you know what I mean? Yeah. You get that that 100%. that. Uh, yeah, that's great. I want I you want the, that, tra- that version of a trailer. Right. Yeah, that's what the trailer is in the world. And then exactly, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> he was a CIA operative that knew too much. Midnight. I know too much. They're not going to let me live. <laughs> she was an intelligence analyst with nothing to lose. My family hates me. I have nothing to lose. Like that style of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I love your impression. It's so good. Thank you. <laughs> that could be any movie. 
that could be any movie from that era that I saw at, at the Pathmark in Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk to me about the actual actual midnight Midnight protocol that we worked hard on and want to be talked about. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Midnight protocol is a turn-based strategy. In my heart, I'm like midnight protocol protocol. every time you say it. Um, It is a no whites on the podcast. Turn (laughs) turn turn-based strategy game. Does this work? No, that's just the text. Never mind. <laughs> I tried to copy a link. Um, it's on. It's on Steam though, uh, yeah. and they have a um, they have a demo that is like the first few hacks that you do. And what's interesting about this um, is that essentially they've they've kind of mixed a turn based strategy game into hacking like the kind of hacking um, uh, names that you like kind of see over and over again like. When when like programs are called ICE, right? Like that is a specific right. type sure, sure, sure. of uh, yeah. hacking uh, world that you're going into. Um, and so this is like kind of you're looking at when you hack this thing, you're looking at nodes. Um, so it reminds me of something like the node network from hacking in like Deus Ex or something like right. that, where there's like nodes connected by very bright lines. Right. Um, and presumably like, they all have different effects and shit yeah and so movement happens along those lines um and usually what you're doing is interacting with the node that you're on you're setting up programs that uh will either drain it or or uh download information or um there is also a kind of just constantly taking up trace um where the system is trying to find you um and Mm -hmm. so you have a program that's called cloak that's if you're running cloak at full power um it will uh, has a seventy five percent chance to block trace from actually uh, finding you, um, and basically depending on the system, the trace has like uh, ten little dots under it, or sometimes there's only three dots, and once three of them fill, you've you've been found, and you have to like and is jack that you're out. done if they f- okay so that you like, have that like enough moment done. to like jack out, but you will lose. So uh, one of the big things you have to do is like you're stealing money because you need to a survive b. Uh, buy more programs and stuff to hit. Yeah, I know your what targets. it's like to live. I yeah, get you exactly. <laughs> um, but so so is that is that is the structure of the game then that there is you have kind of a meta layer where you have a collection of programs and right. presumably some sort of computer or deck or something. Yeah. So like all of this is like go happening. on. You go on individual runs, yes. or is it more? Is is it? Are those runs like proc gen, or are those linear? Those story are things or in the in the demo at least they're they're linear. Um, as far as I can, as far as I know, they're always the same. They're going to be like linear, and it's always the same thing. So like, mm-hmm. once I play the full game, I will know these first five and be able to do them pretty quickly, probably, because they're gotcha. the the way that um like where ice happens, ice always occurs in between nodes, basically. So like, if you're trying to move mm-hmm. between one to the other, you'll bump into it or it'll affect you. If uh, but you have programs that can like sniff them out um Mm -hmm. and the big thing about this is that programs take up a memory space essentially so you have to also manage how much uh, memory a program is using but like let's say cloak which is like 75 percent to not get hit by the trace that the the system is doing uh if i lower the amount of memory it's using that falls to like 30 percent right so like you're sure that's interesting you're managing the, the 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 you start um and I don't know, eventually you can probably upgrade this because I've seen also there is a hardware component that uh, isn't in the demo, but it's shown in some of the trailers. But for 
the beginning, you start with eight memory slots, basically. And so if I run mm-hmm. cloak using all eight, that's 75% chance that Which I'm not going to Which is damn good, but then yeah. you're not going to have memory. I don't have memory to do anything else. else. Yeah. Yeah. So... I like that. That's a fun. That's a fun switch up. This idea of like I'm devoting this many resources to right. this one program is is pretty distinct. That's fun. Totally. And um, normally, so the way that you 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 have basically the, the basic move the the basic moves are uh, move from one node to an, the next connected node, and then interface with whatever node you're currently like focused on. And so, if you like are on a financial node, which is where like m- money is kept. You can interface with it to just suck money out like manually, but you only have two actions a turn, right? So I can like interface, interface, and it'll give me, uh, I think you take 30 each time. Or you can run a program called Leech, which will automatically tick up, mm. um, but it takes minimum two memory slots. If you give that program eight memory slots, it drains like 100 credits at a time, right? So the, there's this balancing yeah. act of how much risk you want to take like because you're you also have like specific objectives and some of them will be like you want to drain all of the memory slots in here but if you have to do it with a certain speed before you get caught uh maybe you'll want to leech on one and then move over to the other one and manually drain it while the other one's being leached there's lots of different ways you can go about it um there's also like in, in just in the demo there's different ways to deal with ice like you start off with um you can basically deal damage is how it's like abstracted out, but like mm-hmm. each ice has like an HP pool. You have um, you have icebreaker programs that will damage that ice and break it down. There's also even though um, there's a tunneling program, which is like it you you can basically ignore it as long as the tunneling program's up. But the tunneling program, of course, also takes memory, so it's like it'll stay. The tunnel will stay yeah. up for a certain amount of turns, which means for like those three turns, even if you're not using it for those three turns, that memory's slotted away and so you have to right. deal with the other systems that are happening without that memory so that's kind of the the basic gist of it the in, the one other thing about it is that it's all um what's the word i'm looking for is it is the word diegetic or not i, I can't tell but like basically diegetic means everything is in is inside of the thing yeah right like so like it's you use you you you're using your your keyboard to type and like that's how you mm, interact with the funny. terminal. So you're uh, saying like run program you're typing run program yeah. X or the name of the program yes. or whatever. So it you is. like type in cloak and then you that's type fun. in yeah. SL right. cloak three to give three slices of memory to the cloak. And How then, much of a hacker man do you feel like when you're typing? So much, so much. <laughs> it's so well, that game like, is worth it, right? The, the, yeah, the yeah. hack, the, yeah. the the hack feel is very, very good oh, because you're just fucking, <laughs> yeah, you're just fucking typing this shit out. Um, and at a certain point, like after I had played the the first couple of levels a couple of times, uh, knowing where the ice was already because they are like static levels. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just to be able to like bop, 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 like not stop typing sort of thing. You can start typing um, the way it ticks over. Like you have to hit end to end your turn. And then like the system does its turn and any of your programs that are running do its turn. But you can start yeah. typing your next command and like waiting for your turn to come back. Then hit enter as soon as it, which feels really good. Just like having it all ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, and um, so this is this. The main game is turn based. But uh, after you finish the demo once, it unlocks a real-time version, uh, which is oh, fucking sick. Wild. So what happens yeah. in the real-time version is fun. there's there's no there's no um, 
instead of the trace being like every turn there's a certain amount of chance the what the trace is is a countdown clock and you can slow the clock by using your stealth things but otherwise it's just like running real time like a clock is running down so if you can type fast enough you might not need your like stealth uh programs to like slow the slow the time down and Mm -hmm. um basically certain instead of uh, the the memory units basically become cooldowns, right? Like uh, certain things can only be used uh, so much, and then like um, once you have a certain amount of things happening at the same time, you can't do any any more, but you can still move around, right? At in real time, like you can move as much as you want in real time. But um, yeah, it's a really really neat game, and this demo um, it's really interesting because it also has uh, a couple of secrets in it. Which is all I'll say because they're really fun to kind of uncover. Um, there's even secrets that are meta secrets, which I also won't say much more of. But like, there are secrets outside of the terminal you're playing in the game that are related to the game. Um, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. I don't really want to spoil too much, but it's just like it really leans into like. Hacking well, that you're in and, the world and yeah, that uh-huh. yes. yeah no I I think I've already put, placed it put it together <laughs> yeah God, I'm gonna DM you I'm Great. gonna DM you my my thought and yes. see if you say yes or no okay uh, sounds good no no there okay. isn't but they there's a, there's that. something they else done the thing I said yeah I, you know what they okay. might they may be down the line who knows that that seems like the you're in the right space I'm not gonna say it in yeah, case yeah. in case someone <laughs> thought it and I don't want to I don't want to eliminate an option that someone may have had right. you know what I mean right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's definitely in that in that wheelhouse kind of. Um, okay, sure. Um, and then aside from all this, basically in between missions, you're getting emails from people. You're trying to you play as a person whose like username is Data, which is like the simplest hacker username. But you were um, you were doxed and then jailed, mm. um, uh, and then released early because they couldn't actually. They ended up not being a, to actually pin the thing on pin the crime on you um but you're, you're good you're basically yeah you're basically back to kind of f- figure out See, how anytime i hear that though i feel like this is my my like drama brain is tingling and i'm like i bet what if you're not even a person what if you're a program yeah. no, look fake memories look i mean you know i'm not I'm gonna saying? say what happens Your but some shit goes down okay. inside of the mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> demo and like if you watch some of the trailers you'll also see some shit there's very uh-huh. obviously some like AI, shit is going some on. yeah, some uh, ghost in the shell stuff. Yeah. Like uh-huh. there's, it's it, which is I'm really interested to see where that goes. But I also really enjoy that um, they kind of have this uh, rep system, which is like white hat, gray hat, black hat, and it's always interesting to see when that sort of white hat, black hat dichotomy is set up in like hacking mm-hmm. fiction. What where that where those hats hang um uh-huh. <laughs> what white, pushes you one direction or the other in that right like, exactly way, and yeah. what's interesting is they've they've set up white hat as something about as, as more about altruism than about following law or being like a corporate oh, that's interesting and black yeah. hat is like you're gonna you're going to um you're going to do things for your own benefit that might put other people in danger um, which is an interesting usually when usually yeah white hat means you're working with corporations you're working uh-huh. as a hacker for uh some company when right, this it's right. like no you're you're still hacking and you're still kind of like draining resources from some mega corps but you're doing it in a way that is going to help other people instead of like right. kind of keeping is that stuff, is that stuff just story stuff or or are there also 
uh, um, it, it will affect mechanical. it will affect eventually what types of programs you have available to you gotcha. in the shop and different connections and there are apparently also some different like um, you know a certain maps will only unlock if you go if you have more enough of one reputation or the other so um, yeah there's a lot of really interesting and like like I love that the dichotomy there has changed to being like okay like you're obviously a hacker you're obviously outside of what this society uh, deems is legal but we're yeah, we're yeah. we're judging you based on uh whether you're helping or hurting other people not just like whether you're helping or hurting corporations right yeah um so I, this i need to play this one this is <laughs> yeah, out. there's a demo is a demo now but it's out later this year summer is what it says yeah it says screen. summer um, um but that that then, demo is is real fun and being and um doing it twice because of the the Oh, there's the other. That's the other thing that I forgot to mention, which is kind of also terrifying. Is that each time you do a real hack, quote unquote, like if you're actually in, in, in infiltrating a system, you can only do uh-huh. it once. Oh, because once you get caught, you're locked out. Huh. Um, and so like this is, I'm kind of curious how that's gonna play out. There is a way to roll back if you like, if you get like super fucked, you can. There's a button that you can hit to roll back the like you try over at before you exit but it's like once you've I hit ex- once you've decided to exit um you're like done you're committing to having failed that yes run, exactly which i think is right. interesting to 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 note and I, I wonder how they balance that and whether or not you can kind of um find yourself in a situation where you can't actually prog- mm-hmm. make any progress so i'm curious to see how that structure kind of like plays out long term uh, but for yeah. now, that is an interesting kind of distinction because there is one that is like a virtual. It's just like this is a virtual system. This isn't a real system. This is a virtual system that you can like play around in. It's right, called literally right. called the playground. Um, and so that you can do as many times as you want, which is fun. Um, but then um, I unlocked a few secret ones and I was like, oh, I can only do these once. And they were like difficult. Even if you get out yeah. successfully, I feel like if you get out successfully, you should be able to get back in. I feel like there should be a, a thing for that. You if they don't like get a trace on you but i think it's like there's always gonna be maybe maybe there's yeah, like maybe there's, there's a, a cover yeah. your tracks uh program down that's the line or some shit that's right the classic. yeah if you yeah. ever played uplink right uplink <laughs> filled with that shit i'm just like all right before i go i'm clearing these logs right no one's gonna see right, that right. i was here um, so but yeah um it's really cool. really interesting definitely this is also just making me like I'm excited for this. I don't want to take away from this this new thing, but watching this trailer and like thinking about this stuff just makes me want to replay Invisible Ink <laughs> all time. <laughs> but I have not played in in I've not played Invisible Ink in probably two years, so I need to. It's time. It's time. It's time to go back. And That's clay, go right? Back to the the thing I love the most. Yeah. Have you not? Have you not played I've Invisible never, Ink? No, I've never. So played good. Invisible Ink. It's really really good. <laughs> it's really good. I want to play it now too. Yeah. There's stuff, there's stuff in that game that I've like barely tinkered with because it was DLC stuff. And like mm. I, I played that DLC, but I did not like go hard on that DLC. So um, maybe I should just spend some time with Invisible Ink this week and recover my mind. You know, <laughs> like this is. That this sounds is, good to me. Hell yeah. That sounds good mind to me. Mind recovery sounds good to me. Just in <laughs> general, I would love to recover my own fucking mind, honestly. <laughs> uh, um. Anything else you want to you want to shout out before we go into emails? I have another quick. I have another quick one. If oh, you want. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's really quick because this game is even further out. It's called Unbeatable. It's a oh, rhythm this is game. The, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a Kickstarter for it right now, right? Yeah, and they also have a demo out on their on their itch page, um, which has like five. This songs. has like one of the fucking smoothest trailers I've oh ever seen in my life. Fucking god, it's so good. Uh, it, Pete, did you see this? No, I haven't seen I'm it. I'm gonna link this to you because Please. I need you to respond. It's as, fucking as we're great. talking about it. Okay, because it's um, so fucking. Basically, clean. basically the. If 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 you know Studio Trigger, if you watch anime and you know mm-hmm. Studio Trigger, this is what if Studio Trigger made an anime about a rock band that is fighting monsters, which is basically fully coolly kind of like uh-huh. esque. Um, uh, but essentially, it's a two button. By the way, did any of you watch those? Should I watch those? I heard there's nothing to write home about. Okay. Yeah. If, I, if they were I, really good, I feel like I would know, right? Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I like Probably. didn't hear. I heard a lot coming. Like, oh wow, they're making new ones, and then like nothing else. So I was like, mm, yeah, probably not great. Um, yeah, I didn't see that Ghostbusters movie either. You know, don't got it. I got the old Fooly Cooly. I'm good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so you're your band. Fighting yeah, monsters. you're you're you play as Beat. Uh, which is a singer of a band, um, and the the demo itself is like very much just you're you're picking us like Guitar Hero style. You're picking a song. There's no story and stuff. Um, right, but just like the mechanic, just the mechanic of the the combat mechanic. Um, it is a two button rhythm game, um, which you know it seems deceptively system si- simple at a time. Uh, the buttons are up and down, uh, uh-huh. and basically you have um enemies coming uh horizontally across the screen towards you you're in the center um or off to the left or right depending on where they're coming from um and you just need to hit up and down as they like reach the line in front of you now it gets much more complicated than that because the way that they present the the needing to hit up or down is like infinitely different and there's also like lots of little tricks where you sometimes you have to hit an enemy three times and like the first time will be down and then it'll move up as it's are like mm. in place and you have to hit it up hit hit the button up like at like um it's kind of like the representation of uh a, 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 an eighth note followed following a quarter note like right. two like sure. that, like yeah, instead of say, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, sure. that on the beat or whatever um there's like there'll be like obstacles that when you hit up you like beat she like jumps up so there'll be obstacles that you have to like avoid by jump just, over okay. jump over um and then there's enemies that require multiple hits. There's enemies where you're holding the button down, obviously. And sometimes sure. it'll zoom out and you'll see, like, you'll be dead center and there'll be enemies coming from both sides. And those will be time, like, you, you'll you'll be able to hit, like, you don't have to hit left or right. You only ever have uh-huh. to hit up or down. Like, she'll automatically move to the... But your uh, eyes now have to account for both sides, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're not sure. having to That's process the information in a different way. Yeah. Um, That's fun. And it's like, very like very intense for only having two buttons it does this thing that i don't always enjoy but i can i generally get over if the music's good enough of the way that they've tracked this if you think about like uh rock band for example they track Mm -hmm. those they track and and map those uh those the button presses to individual uh um uh instruments right um, so you kind of know, even if you're just like listening out for things to kind of help you clue you in onto what, like when you're supposed to hit stuff, you can listen to like, oh, I know I'm playing the guitar part. The guitar is doing this in like the track. I can kind of right. follow along. And like, if I know the song well enough, I know what the next guitar like is going to be like. And you can kind of game it that right. way a bit. Yeah. Um, in this, it, it'll kind of, the tracking kind of switches between like, sometimes it'll follow 
the vocals. Oh, Sometimes it'll follow right. the 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 guitar. Sometimes like the it'll follow the, the drums or like, whatever. Yeah, right, it'll right. it'll and it'll switch mid mid song. So it's kind of ultimately you're you end up doing them over and learning where the switches come, like what part at any given time you're you are following right. um which is annoying on first plays it's like oh i was following the guitar and then it switched to being about the drums and i didn't catch yeah. the switch fast enough and now i'm behind and like ah, i'm panicking but um the music is fucking sick like i love these songs um and so i how many are in the demo five five and each oh, wow that's e- way more than i thought there'd be each with four difficulties beginner beginner oh, wow. easy normal okay. hard um and so like i i played this game a lot even though there's only five songs because i wanted to mm-hmm. be able to get up to being able to pass uh uh a uh, 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 normal with all of them which right. i've been able to do over the like week and a half that i've been like kind of just dipping in it's it's a great sort of like i have like 15 minutes i'll play a song right. a couple times like and then i'm out yeah. um and it just looks like amazing like the the visual the aesthetic style is really cool like i mentioned before like if you know studio trigger it has very much that vibe um and lots of great um like camera movements when you're trying to track something can be tricky and i felt like the way that the camera moves around here isn't too jarring that uh it's been distracting to me tracking the 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 beats coming in but they're still kind of dramatic enough that they have kind of a punch to them, you know? Like, it's it's really, it's aesthetically really, like, really well done. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've just been enjoying it a lot. And you should check out the the, the demo, which, um, and their Kickstarter trailer, which shows some of the other stuff you're supposed to be doing, which is also why I'm really interested in yeah. this once it comes out, is, like, there's, like, RPG elements outside of the combat, right? Like, you're walking around and talking to... Uh, townspeople or whatever and mm-hmm. doing doing other like you know um dialogue choices like it, and stuff outside right of that, which right right fun. the it visually also reminds me of like uh the world ends with you mm, yeah um or or again like obviously i think like the running around talking to people stuff is gonna is going to you know feel like personas uh like going around town right. stuff to some people probably right, totally. right? so going to eat beef balls etc <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, check out, check out Unbeatable. I forget what they're, is it just Unbeatable on itch? Pro- probably. That's my guess. Or at the very least, if you just search Unbeatable yeah, itch, it'll, you'll, it you'll should, probably. It should yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Unbeatable Arcade Mix. Right. Is what it's, is what, is it, what it's called on, yeah. on itch. Yep. That's. Uh, dcellgames.itch.io. Yeah. And that's a free, that's a free demo. So definitely worth checking out. Um. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's visually very cool. It's I'm 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 curious it's got about a, it. It's got a lot of. Style. I will probably wait because I will I will I if, if I start playing something like that I'm gonna want to just like play it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. I want everything. Give it. Give yeah. me the whole enchilada. Right. Her, yeah. Give me an enchilada. Uh, I'm really hungry. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we should take some quick emails. Uh, gaming at vice.com is the email address. Um, I had some pulled up, and then I changed my my tab. Oh, here we go. Um, the one of the things that came up recently was uh, uh, talking about playing MMOs and other games in weird locations, mm-hmm. like weird physical locations. Michael um, uh, writes in and says, "Hi, Waypoint. 
One of my first jobs out of high school was for a theater as a sound engineer. Our typical events were local productions, dance competitions, concerts, and church services. We almost always had an event booked Friday nights. This was a huge problem because Friday night was also raid night. (laughs) At about the release of Wrath of the Lich King, I was heavily involved in raiding with my World of Warcraft guild. Work schedule be damned. It wasn't difficult to deal with it if if I was working the soundboard. I would throw my headphones, lock the production room door, and murder some bosses. But sometimes I'd be asked to handle another job for the night, which would make things more interesting. One time we had a production of Oliver Twist that had their lighting engineer quit right before doors opened. I was asked to run their lighting cues for all the shows. Thankfully, the entire show had already been programmed, so all it required was matching the equivalent of a space bar, which I did with my chin, leaving my hands free to operate my keyboard and mouse. However, my most memorable MMO moment belongs to a local production of High School Musical. Because of some rules I don't quite remember, or maybe I didn't, uh, we didn't trust the specific group, only employees could operate the fly system, the series of ropes that controlled the various curtains and stage scenes that would lift up and down during the show. By Friday night, I had a good sense of timing when the next scene change was needed. This allowed me to communicate with the raid leader that I needed a two-minute break soon to work the ropes. When I finished, <laughs> I would then race down the stairs back to the orchestra pit where I had my table and laptop set up. During one failed boss attempt, I was even able to broadcast over voice chat the version of we're all in this together that played above my head as my fellow guild members died one by one. I can promise that while attempting to balance off this, I performed neither job well, but that was just fine for local community theater and a casual raid guild. Thanks for the great podcast. We're uh, amazing. all in this amazing. together. <laughs> yeah. That oh. sounds hilarious. Oh, I did. I did a similar thing, actually. Um, wow. I, I used I don't to work. It. I used to work tech at an amphitheater. Well, here's the thing: it was much easier for me because it wasn't productions; it was usually lectures. Which is like yeah. once I've set up the light that's on the spotlight on the fucking uh uh uh, what's the word for the thing you stand behind? Podium. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> once you get the light on the podium, you have their keynote queued up, and they're controlling it on their end. I don't have to do much. I'm there kind of as an emergency, like, oh, shit, something broke. Mm-hmm. Person, mm-hmm. I absolutely played Dota during some lectures, <laughs> sitting in the fucking tech room, just carefully placing my uh, my laptop on the soundboard with, without hitting any of the fucking dials. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're uh, in college and you have a job and it's one of the only times where you would normally have free time when you're not doing fucking schoolwork, you have to mix you have to mix work with uh, with leisure. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's the I don't did I give my answer for this last time? I don't remember. No, we th- I think we just asked people. I think we never. We just, but why did it come up? I don't even remember why it came up. Gita, do you have a weird gaming location in your history? No, I'm regular. No, it's actually I was not allowed to play video <laughs> games. Be me. Right, like, sure. You know, like it was it was my older brother's thing, and then if right, I right, played right. video games, I was copying him, and I didn't want to deal Ugh. with that smoke. You know, I just yeah, didn't want to deal with annoying. that drama as a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would read my book in the back of the car and he would bring out the game boy and he'd be the one mm-hmm. you know being being the gamer and i'd be the one being a little nerd so i really like it's it's combination of knowing i couldn't get in trouble at school because i would be treated differently than the other students and also mm-hmm. like kn- knowing in a social like the family social dynamic knowing that video games were not supposed to be my thing and i had to find my own thing so 
I mean, I have played The Sims Bad in like world, college lectures, but yeah. that I don't think is unusual at all. Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that was definitely, I think that, I, but I think that counts. I think doing that counts. Oh, yeah. It was, I think, astro- like, it was astronomy. God. I'm not going to pay attention to that shit. I got a pass. It was a pass, no pass class. Like, yeah, there you you're go. good. There you go. Whatever, right? Yeah. But God, there was, there was a similar. Um, I definitely played, there was a game sort of like Crimson Land, that like top down action game that was like an early indie thing, like pre indie mm-hmm. in a sense, like back when like, yes, there were independent games on PC that you just downloaded from websites. <laughs> um, fuck, Free I don't know what it was called, but I played shit, it. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. There was something, there was something in that vein that was like, a, um, that I played a ton of during, during one specific, uh, class in college i don't remember what it was it's gonna drive me up a wall i played a lot of stuff during i i worked um i worked as like the booth person overnights in college i may have said this already but like the you know you coming into into a residence hall at, at yeah, Hofstra yeah, where yeah yeah like, yeah um and like you'd like check the ids or yep, whatever yep. it's like security except not did you security have the, at all wait did you do the grave shift yeah, I did the grave yeah, shift. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yes, of course I did the grave shift. That was overnight every time. That was my first summer um, at at college. I did the grave shift and played TF2 yeah. from because that's the one thing my hundred percent shitty white the the white plastic MacBooks from oh, from that sure. time. Uh, that was right when Steam had released like shit on Macs, and I had the the earbuds that cost a million dollars now because uh-huh. no one else had them. I had like a trash <laughs> Dell that was fault literally falling apart. The screen had popped out of the like the plastic around it and to duct tape it oh, back together. Shit. So that was that was I played stuff on that, but I also would just straight up like depending on which which thing it was, I would straight up bring a little TV and a little wow. and like a backpack filled with like for the eight hour overnight shift, yeah. absolutely. You have makes to. sense. Um, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, so that was those. Those are the fucking days. Let me tell you. You get some. Bring my Xbox 360. Play some Oblivion <laughs> on a tiny fucking screen in oh the cold. That was the other thing. Some of the residence halls had some of the residence halls. Actually, I guess those are the laptop ones because those. There's one that was just an outdoor thing or like oh, um like, like a just box. a booth yeah. outside that was next to like a turnstile then but the ones i mostly worked were indoor ones yeah um, i can hated that job so much because <laughs> it's just like hopshire was a party school and it just meant everyone was just drunk and like i wasn't trying to get mm. in the way but like you have to swipe swipe the card please i just need you to swipe your card oh, i'm God. not trying to be a fucking cop we were like, i can't you know i'm Michael looking was a the dry... other way just do the thing <laughs> Yes. Michael was a dry campus, which meant everyone was doing other things that were dry. Mm-hmm. I, see. I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh, Overland yeah. was a fucking shit show. So <laughs> Overland is where God. I developed my alcohol problems. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's yeah. what that was like. Right. Yeah. Senior year, everyone just brought out the cocaine. I was like, okay, I mean, this feels like a natural escalation. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, another person here wrote in, Steve wrote in to say, uh, not exactly an MMO, but I uh, have played Dungeons and Dragons online uh, at the Mumbai India airport. Uh, I was flying mm. uh, business class for work, so I made sure to get to the airport hour, uh, hours early to access the business lounge. Non-drinks nice. uh, and fireballing goblins was a unique experience, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's Go a good for one. it. Fucking, um, yeah. 
I didn't. I see. I would count D and D online as a MMO. I thought that was an MMO back in the day. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Is um, it more like a Diablo ish thing? Maybe it was more like a Diablo ish thing. Maybe I'm. Maybe that's that's the situation on that one. Um, uh, this next one comes in from uh, Finnin, who says, "Hello, Waypoint crew. Not an MMO, but with Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out, it reminded me of taking a TV to my friend Jill's house on multiple <coughs> occasions to play a mass to play a Mass Effect after release. We would just have our two games in the same room and start up the journey oh. with our alien friends. Very tempted to do that again. Uh, we would both be fully vaxxed at this point, but alas, too much of a hassle in the quarantine times. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely when I had roommates." That like actually cohabitated. Yeah, there was definitely a world in which we were like, we got two TVs set up, we're both playing things, and sometimes that would be the same thing <laughs> mm-hmm. and different parts of the same thing or whatever. So I've lived that life. Um, I only ever had. I don't, I don't mind that yeah, so much. Two TVs in the same room for me would be too much for my years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess here's the thing, though. Now, I think with the Switch, you can kind of get there halfway. Yeah. Where it's like, we have something on TV. I was playing. And also, I'm playing yeah. something on Switch, my, right? My boyfriend's playing a game he can't, I can't talk about and then I on the TV. And then I grabbed another mm. game I can't talk about and played it on the couch over there the weekend, which was very, very nice to that do. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Um, We only ever had one console amongst the people that lived together so it was very much a for the people yeah yeah yeah. very much a we have to kind of carve out time for who's playing what when there's a little schedule set up yeah the whole thing you don't get that that whole thing yeah totally (laughs) um hey i want to clear this up because we got an email here from felipe who says okay so as a brazilian listener i basically never get ads on your show I usually mm-hmm. just hear tales of Patrick or Rob doing ad reads. Like that one time Kato included an outtake of an ad that revealed our favorite producers don't uh, didn't know that Arrow was about the green arrow. When I do get any sort of advertisement, though, it's completely mystifying. A few times a voice started talking to me in Spanish about supporting Vice podcasts. We don't speak Spanish in Brazil, Vice. And now this. What is Milk Street? Who is this person in my ear telling me to take a listener survey? Why do they talk as if I'm supposed to know who they are? Waypoint, why does your podcast start as if I'm listening to another show? Thanks, Felipe. Todd, did you notice the Milk Street yeah, I, shit I this saw week? that uh, we don't know what the fuck is going on, but... I have a do, theory, right. and it's kind of depressing. The 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 way that uh, the podcast that you... The, the, the ads that you hear work is that they're inserted... Uh, after the fact, I basically set like little timestamps of like this is where the gaps are, and mm-hmm. uh, A Cast, our distributor, puts in things based on region mostly. Which when you say A Cast, you don't mean you don't mean a person from A Cast. No, no, this is you like mean the platform, the platform itself, itself yeah, the yeah. the the computer. The computer does it uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. automatically. Yeah, it's like all automatic based on like it's like dynamic basically, yeah. right? Based on based on demographic locations so like which is probably why the i bet acast saw oh this is someone from south america right we're going to feed them what we feed to which is you identified a huge problem with that strategy <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh, um i think the person from milk street which is i think a food thing i, I think it's a food thing um which i don't like that name i don't like milk street? i don't like the name yeah, I'm not here to diss it. I, they didn't buy advertisements with me, um, but, so I don't. I'm completely uninvolved. I think that they were like, we want to have surveys on our listeners, 
and then bought ads. This is my guess. Yeah. Bought ads to like run it in front of the podcast instead of just recording it right into the podcast. But I think they bought it in a way that made it go out across multiple other podcasts or something. Oh, <laughs> so what? I don't. Yeah. So I. this is you are not the first person to have gotten this strange, this strange ad. This multiple people wrote in to be like, hey, what the fuck is milk? In the street? <laughs> uh, is it so is I it an accident or the the world's most clever ac- ad re ad ad insertion? Like maybe we're all gonna end up right because everyone's it, gonna it, Google it, being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then yeah, I just got yeah getting eyes on there. I mean, a certain percentage of people will be like, "Actually, I am interested in this." <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe you're not wrong. I don't know how Mark. Yeah, I don't, works, know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to anyone who got that and was very confused. We we know that that more than just this one person got that and yeah. was confused. I got a number of tweets this week that was like that were like, "Hey, what? Why? Why?" Um. So, um, maybe one more question and and we'll call it. This is from Chase from St. Louis. I was listening to episode 385 when Austin laid out his fortune cookie etiquette as a reminder. And Gita, you please were tell here. me so my fortune, fortune cookie etiquette, etiquette <laughs> is that I have to finish the whole meal. I can't go back to my meal. Mm-hmm. If it's fortune cookie time, it's fortune cookie yes. time. Right. And that's it. I, yes. Um, with you. Then I have to break it in such a way that I don't, there's no crumbs that fall out of my hand or the, from the cookie into like the ground. I have to consume the entire cookie. And then I can, and only once I've swallowed, like I'm completely done, can I read the fortune. That's my, and I, I don't, it's not an etiquette so much as what I would call a superstition. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't, you do. Yeah. Right. It's a ritual. Exactly. Yeah. This is what confirms the, the, the fortune. Anything else is a, is you're risking. Stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I don't believe in any of this, except I do it every time. I, like this is all bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you'll no. never catch me eating <laughs> When I spill salt way. in the kitchen, I pick it up and I throw it over my right. shoulder. You know? Like, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's it. Yeah. I don't believe in that no, shit, but I'm going to do, do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a little mighty Pascal's wager every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it costs me nothing to eat the fortune cookie this way and ensure yeah. that I don't piss off something that I don't necessarily believe in. Are you going to step in, on that crack? You know. Do you like your mom's back? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? I, it's, it's easy to not step on the, on the crack. Yeah. Um, there are things I don't agree with with that. Like, I am going to cross a black hat, a black hat's way. Yeah. I mean, that black hat don't have beef. Yeah. Like, but, I'm, I'm good with cats. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're clear. I'm not tank, walking obviously. under that ladder because I'm superstitious. I'm walking under that ladder because of the yes. safety hazard. You know, like, exactly. that's it. I'm not... Exactly. I'm not going to break a mirror because of bad luck. I'm not going to break a mirror because mirrors are expensive. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm not trying to replace glass a mirror. everywhere. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to cut my feet. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, while everything Austin said is true, pre-broken cookies. Also, yeah, pre-broken cookies don't count. If I have a fortune cookie that's already been broken mm-hmm. in the bag, that cookie is inert. Mm-hmm. And I can do whatever I want to mm-hmm. with that cookie. Like, I'll read the the fortune on that one because it doesn't matter. Those it's already please. lost. Those the knowledge that it's not affecting your life whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. While everything Austin said is true, pre-broken cookies don't count. You have to eat the whole cookie before reading the fortune, etc. I follow some additional rules. I realize this is all just made up bullshit, but it's the closest thing I have to religion. So here we go. <laughs> One, you must eat the, your entire meal before you go for the cookie. This shows commitment and proves you're worthy of the fortune. We agree, yes. Chase. We are locked yes. on this one yes. so far. Yes. Two, you are the only one allowed to touch the fortune. You don't have to keep it a secret. You're free to read it aloud to other people at the table, but if someone else touches the fortune, it either weakens the power or makes it go away entirely. <laughs> I like haven't thought about this. Oh, I might, right? Huh. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Totally. You could share it. I Yeah, but touching the fortune. Hmm, mm. That's interesting. Three, you must hold on to the fortune for its powers to continue to work. Throwing away the fortune means forfeiting its power. I also do this. What? <laughs> if it's a fortune I like, I fold it and put it in my pocket yeah. for a day. Yeah. And it's not... And then eventually, and to be clear, I'm not like, oh, and the day like is passing. And then you wash your pants, it. and it's a little piece of paper in your pants, you know? That's exactly yeah. what it is. Like, I'm going to wash my pants. I'm like, wait, what's in? Oh, this fortune. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, only one fortune can be active at a time. <laughs> Once you open a new cookie and read a new fortune, now the old what? one becomes void. Are you sure this is religion or game mechanics? <laughs> I think yeah. it's game mechanics. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. only have this is like <laughs> one fortune like a boon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't have two contradictory yeah. buffs oh. at the same time. I I think this is I I think I follow this without necessarily like yeah, having it, yeah. vocalized yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wouldn't open a second one. You're only allowed one cookie per meal. You can't just rip into a bunch of cookies hoping for the perfect fortune. You must accept what the cookie gives you and wait until your next opportunity. Yeah. To quote Austin, you have to show faith in the cookie. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. like the lucky cigarette when I used to smoke cigarettes. You know, Wait, tell me what was what was the lucky cigarette? Every smoker has their like rituals that they do when they buy a new pack of cigarettes. Uh, number one mm-hmm. thing you got to do is pack it. You smash, uh, mm-hmm. you turn it upside down, and you smack the pack on your hand a little bit to get the tobacco to go a little bit farther in a cigarette. Unless sure. you're getting American okay. Spirits, which are overpacked and they take way longer to burn, <laughs> then you don't necessarily need to pack them. Um, and then. A lot of different smokers do different, have different like little superstitions. The I subscribe to both of these. Uh, no white lighters. They're bad luck. I've hmm. always had like I got every time I bought a white lighter in high school, I would get caught smoking by my parents. Is what happened. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. why I stopped buying white lighters. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the other True. one is you take one of your cigarettes and you turn it upside down. And that's your lucky cigarette. And you don't smoke that cigarette until that's your last cigarette left. Last one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Good yeah. Luck. Uh-huh. This 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 totally, totally, yeah. totally yeah. makes sense. If you smoke it before then two- you break the spell, you know, you're gonna you have break, bad luck. Right. Right. Which you really don't need when you're smoking cigarettes oh, anyway. Honestly. <laughs> that's a twist of fate to give you lung cancer. No. That is not what you want. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um Six writes in. We have. I'm going to read these two back to back because they get us to the same place, and I think it's worth doing. I said one more, but then I found these okay, two. Great. I was I was listening to uh, one of the recent episodes, and the subject of odd food habits came up. Austin brought up fortune cookies and his approach to the after dinner cookie: eat the entire cookie, leaving no pieces behind, then read the fortune. This, he said, was to show a commitment to the cookie. I have a similar philosophy, though I take it further. By my brain's logic, for whatever reason, Austin's approach is only two thirds of the necessary process. There's one step remaining: you must eat the fortune. Wow. I realize this is probably not an idea y'all can get behind. For me, this is a perhaps misguided attempt to show respect to the process. My question is this, though I'm guessing you don't do this. What areas of eating uh, do you have extra habits in an attempt to show respect to your food? Do you never salt food that is home cooked? Will you hesitate to modify menu dishes that include components you dislike out of respect for the creator's intent? To be honest, I just want to get y'all to talk about food more. All the best. Six. Thank you, Six, if friend of the site. I am cooking for someone else, and they put seasoning on the food before they eat it. I take it as a sign of disrespect. Uh, yeah. You, gotta, you have to. You have to eat, eat at least a bite. one bite And like a, a meaningful bite, it. not yeah. a little tiny bite. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want to if you want to season it after that, that's fine. Oh, absolutely. David, but, my boyfriend, loves hot sauce. And he, the hot sauce to him totally. is like a food in itself. Uh, but mm-hmm. he will take a bite of my food before the, the way that I have seasoned it before he puts hot sauce on it because I just need him to God know bless. how I yeah. intended it to be. And I do feel a little bit like if you go to a restaurant and if you ask them to make a change that's not like a dietary restriction or it's an allergy, 
you are being a little bit disrespectful to the cooks in the kitchen who are working a job and have created systems to make that job really much easier than it is otherwise. And you are disrupting right. that system. That for me is just a labor was, issue. <laughs> I think there is one exception to that, which is, or I, there are exceptions to that that are around the type of thing it is mm-hmm. in terms of like, I think that if you're like, oh, can you not use this spice uh, for a non-dietary reason? I think that's a, you're out yeah. like, no, sorry, just, just order something just else. go somewhere else. But if it's like, oh, can I not get this on the sandwich? I feel like that's a little bit more in the realm of like mm-hmm. when you're, acceptability because sandwiches yeah. are already they're modular. a component based. Um, they're modular. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yes. Modular. Again, like you can, I think you can go into a, a pizzeria and say like a, a fancy pizzeria mm-hmm. and ask for one topping change yeah. without it feeling like. Yeah. A, a real problem if, if you're getting a whole a pizza. Topping, if they're like gonna yes. come around and sprinkle cheese on your shit, like that is not an totally. issue. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. not but an if issue. It's like exactly. a soup or like a casserole. And you're yeah. like, a soup, a soup, especially because yeah. they're making, a, yeah, they're, they're not making a soup, soup one bowl at a time. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of that stuff yeah. is pre made. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And just like so. if you've ever even been close to back of house in a restaurant situation, you know how streamlined the system is and how one change can really fuck up everything they're doing. <laughs> Totally, yeah. totally. Uh, Marcus, also really quick, uh, from Indiana, says, there was a discussion of fortune cookies on the podcast recently, and I couldn't help but listen intently and wonder if anyone on the pod did what I do with fortune cookies. Sadly, it didn't come up. So I felt compelled to write in for the first time to ask, do you, after eating the cookie and reading your fortune, if you like it and want it to come true, add in Austin's disclaimer about fortune cookies being bullshit, Eat said fortune. I do mean the piece of paper. I have since I was a small child and and due to this day to the horror of my wife and child. However, due to the decline of good fortunes and fortune cookies, the practice has slowed considerably these days. Lol. Um, uh, thank you for all the great work you do. Please keep it coming. Fuck capitalism. Go home. P.S. As I finish this, I realize Gita is not there during my current listen, but seems like the type to have uh, the type that she may have done this, have done this, maybe. Apologies, Gita, if you are otherwise appalled at this thought. <laughs> Your face did shift when I read that. You would definitely want to look know like, what it is about me that says that. <laughs> I, like, I, thought, I was sitting I thought, here listening to all those people talking about eating paper. Like, I did that shit when I was a toddler. Come on. <laughs> halfway through that sentence, I thought it was going to be me. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I feel wow. like I give off that energy. I don't I do like it, it's, uh, but yeah, I feel I'm like I give off that energy. Kind of, yeah, I feel like you give off that. I did. I, I did you are it very as a dedicated kid. to the bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I did it as a kid, um, mm-hmm. but I haven't. You did do it. You ate fortune. Wait, paper or fortune? Paper, fortune cookie paper. Fortune cookie. Oh, both. Oh, okay. I basically yeah, had just pi- paper I, that was around. I mean, like these people probably have pica, right? Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that thing where you like mm-hmm. just eat paper and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ate paper as a kid too. Yeah. I did I like kids eating paper eat paper. As a kid. You know, yeah. It's yeah. the texture thing when you're younger, you know, it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. It like, doesn't even do anything. It's like, whatever. Um, Wood pulp. Yeah, it's whatever. You know? and, but yeah. like, I don't, I think things like being printed on the paper does actually have a weird taste. And so at a certain point, I was like, I don't like this anymore when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the stopped. chemical dyes that they use. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I kept eating like blank sheets of like not whole sheets, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blank pieces of paper much longer than yeah, I kept yeah. eating like fortune specifically. Like yeah, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> twirling just it up. Like, yeah. 
God. Just sucking sucking up like an entire toilet paper roll, like a bowl of spaghetti. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, that's disgusting. That's a that's an image we've given ourselves. Oh, someone's gonna draw yeah. that, and I'm going to send it to you every day of your life. Oh fuck. Oh boy. Yep. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you for writing in and sharing your for. I, I yeah. To be clear, I don't. I'm not judging anyone who does that because we're all in the realm of strange rituals at this point. That that fortune isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt you. I'm not advocating for it. To be clear, but I think it's like legally you speaking, should eat yeah. things that are food is how I feel, and not right. things that are not food. <laughs> that that's that's probably a wise yeah. a wise Just for your health. way to for your move through life. Yeah, probably for your health. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for, for writing in. Gamingatvice.com is the address. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Gita? At XOXO Gossip Gita. Thank you for joining us today. No Glad to have you on. Lovely as always. Kato, where can people find you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. As always, you can follow us twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Do, do uh, either of you want to shout out anything on the website right now? Gita, what have you been writing? Do you, you have anything people should go go read about? I think by the... Oh, I think there is one that from last week um, that I love. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's one about the horrible song that Too Mellow <laughs> gave, us, gave us a comment on. It's just like a song that almost definitely... Like is someone who's never composed music before slamming a bunch of samples together because they need their video game needs to have music. But the yeah. way that they have slammed a bunch of samples together, it's like not music what they've done. <laughs> but it plays and I played this game far as ultra racing. It's like a de- pretty decent, fun, honestly, and nice looking F-Zero clone. But yeah, it seems kind of totally fine. It right? seems like a really chill game to buy if you want to play a racing game with your partner, which is exactly how I intend to use it, uh, yeah. you know, in the future. It's just that once you get to the second level, the song plays like, please just go to the website and read it and like listen to the song because it's absolutely wild. Like, it doesn't make any sense, especially the full version of the song, which keeps like there was like a 30 second clip by uh, that. That was that was tweeted by Chris Scullion. I, yes, I want to yes, say it was like Life. rough. Yeah. Right, and then like if you keep listening to that song, it doesn't stop being wild. <laughs> no, it's like a minute so. and thirty loop, and it lo- does loop perfectly, which is eerie. But it's just like an infinite non-song atonal mess. <laughs> it's wild. It, it kind of rules. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this video game soundtrack sound like ass? Is available <laughs> waypoint.vice.com. Uh, you can go read that there. We'll be back later this week with some more uh, Waypoint Radio. Um, uh, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you up the EP panel machine. Find out more about that waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. All right, that does it for us. Fuck capitalism. Go home. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
390, you said? Yeah, Carlos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 390. What's good, internet? Welcome to Waypoint. That's not how I do this. I'm just going to wait until my glasses are back on. I'm going to give it another <laughs> shot. That's, uh, that's what I get. <laughs>